If you are listening to this podcast, it means you're searching, searching for someone who understands you, someone who gets you. You are yearning to be understood and to belong. Welcome to the Someone Gets Me podcast, where we help smart, talented, and sensitive people navigate an often insensitive world. I am Diane Allen, your host. My roles as ambassador, author, speaker, and intuitive mentor for bright and talented people are woven into each episode. I have the experience and knowledge to educate and inspire as I have been there and I understand your unique intensities, sensitivities, and challenges. Welcome. There is no going back. My friends, it's Diane here at Someone Gets Me. And this episode really hits home for me uh, in a lot of ways. I have a good friend who recently moved and to go back, to go back home, so to speak, to go back where this person was raised, to go back where there was the previous connection that's several decades old. And then after this person got back, I got a phone call that said, I didn't get the reception I thought I was going to get. It's not the same. Did I do the right thing to go back? I hear that sentiment, that kind of story over and over and over again. People going back to an ex, people going back to a certain place or situation or even employer, thinking it's going to be different this time, or I'm finally going to get my needs met that I didn't get met the first time, whether that's their conscious or unconscious way. And so I'm here to tell you there is no going back. Our brain might want us to go back into that um, quiet place of, you know, I call it familiar pain, right? Comfortable pain where we can go back to what we know or what we think we know because we get a sense of um, safety, even though it's an illusion. And so our world, our lives are built to be ever expanding. They're expanding in unity, diversity, and complexity, always expanding. Wayne Dyer said it perfectly in one of his movies where he said, what was true in the morning may prove to be false in the evening of your life. Going back doesn't work. If we were going to try to to take our culture back to pre-industrialization age, we can't go back. It's, it's like somebody kicked in the door and the hinges are bent and you're trying to close it again. It's not going to close. We can't go back. Personally or group-wise or community-wise, it's just not possible. We are meant to continue to move forward. We're meant to continue to expand and grow. We're meant to continue to be a beneficial presence by expanding who we are on all levels. And yes, it feels kind of edgy. And, you know, I'm I'm a a big one on peace and love and joy and, and let's do the right thing. But sometimes I have to remind myself and others that there is no going back. There just isn't. And whenever I hear someone try to have that sentiment in any kind of thing, I remind them there is no going back. There just isn't. 
So when you, if you have that delusion that something can go back to a previous way and then things will be all better, that's a delusion. It's not true because it's not possible to go back. Once the door is kicked open, once the awareness happens, once the thing has been created, whatever it is, it can never go back to being uncreated. We can't undo the internet. It was created. It's happened. We can't go back to a time when there wasn't an internet because the internet has existed. Now you can cut it off, but it still has happened. So the point here is that I want to suggest that us intensely sensitive, gifted people, those of us that feel deeply on a different level, those of us who are aware on levels that maybe other people aren't, or maybe even aware on levels we weren't really sure about, that we learn how to live with two major things, I think. One is trust and one is surrender. Uh, and I, my, my definitions of these are a bit different than um, the secular world. Trust for me is consistency over time. Trust for me is that I can, can, I can trust the higher laws of the universe, the movement of the planets, how nature operates, and those kinds of things. I can trust it because it's consistent over time. Even if my awareness shifts or changes, or we learn something new, because we're always expanding, I can trust in those processes. And I can trust in myself. And that, you know, my heart will beat, you know, my lungs will go. And I can trust on those levels and I can trust on a spiritual level and an emotional level. The other part is surrender. And a lot of people think surrender means to give up, though that is a meaning of surrender. And maybe that is something that's important at some junctures. For me, the surrender I'm talking about with not being able to go back is the surrender that I can be in the flow of what's happening even if I don't agree, even if it's not my choice, even it's not my decision. Because when I can surrender, it fortifies my being. It moves me forward. It helps me expand in unity, diversity, and complexity. And it strengthens me. When I fight, whether I'm right fighting or arguing or fighting or holding on to something old that's trying to leave, and I don't surrender, I exhaust myself, I lower my immune system, and I become weary. So one of the ways I can tell when my inner surrender is not with it is when I'm tired and weary on the inside. And I have several. I, I have hundreds of stories of this in my life. If you're trying to understand it more, I'm not making sense. Send me an email. I'll be happy to jump on and give you some real life examples. But here's a couple. One time I was, this was, I don't know, in the 80s, I think. I was um, doing some work. I was um, the clinical director of a fairly large substance abuse treatment center in Florida. And and it was very hard work and took a lot out of me. And I was on call all the time. And there was just a lot of factors. I mean, addiction is a deadly disease. And so we're dealing with people's lives and their welfare and I take it very seriously. And so I remember that my cell phone back then didn't work in my house very well. And I have my friend um, from Arizona and she called and, and sometimes she can say very profound things. Sometimes she doesn't even realize are profound. And I was outside actually walking up and down my street because I couldn't, you know, it would disconnect. I was in the house. And I just remember 
I don't even remember all the content now, but I remember kind of lamenting about something where it wasn't, you know, something wasn't working the way I wanted or things just weren't going right or something. I don't even remember the content now. That shows how that doesn't really matter much. But here's what I remember. She said, I don't know, but I think you need to surrender. To which I said, in a very escalated kind of um, upset voice, not anger voice, but like pain upset. I said, I've already surrendered. If I knew what else to surrender, I would surrender it. You know, and I was probably using expletives at the same time. And I was even crying a little bit like I thought I'd already done all the surrendering. And now what do you mean? You're telling me that you think I need to surrender. Surrender what? And of course, she couldn't answer that question. And um, it left me as or more frustrated than I was to start with. So then, oh, I don't know, a week later or something. And I kept sitting with it going, okay, well, she's a pretty wise person. And she wouldn't have just said that if it, if it wasn't true on some level, even if I can't see it. That's where being open pays off. And so one night I went to bed and I was just doing a little meditation before I went to sleep and, you know, a little bit of prayer time with it. And I said, okay, if there's something I need to surrender, then show it to me in a way I can understand and I'll surrender it. I, I made decision in the eighties to follow the higher, my higher calling and my soul's calling, regardless of what it looks like on the outside. So I'd already done a lot of that. Okay, I'll do it. Work on myself. And sure enough, that night I woke up at, in, in the middle of the night, like with eyes wide open and the message is very clear. Surrender your identity, like, like your degrees and your position and anything that's hooked to your ego and your sailing accolades, which those were the hardest to surrender, by the way, and everything. And the message was, you're a vessel. You're the conduit. You're the vessel. You're not those accomplishments. And it was, it hit me in such a profound way. So I remember when I woke up and had that very deep awakening, I'm like, all right, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, that's how I'm going to be. And so when people would say, thank you for saving my life, I would say, well, you're saving your life and the energy that's helping you is working through me. It's not me. And I would, I would say that over and over. And I would remind people that I'm the vessel, I'm the conduit. I, I, in, in an egoic sense, know it's not my ego. And it changed my life because I learned how to surrender when at first I didn't even know what was happening. I learned how to let go of all the identity markers that I previously held. And it strengthened and fortified me in ways I could never have imagined that then moved me forward toward a greater expression of my calling. And things like that have happened to me personally and people I work with all the time because when we let go of what we think it should be or what we think it is or how it should go and all the little stories that we tell ourselves and we surrender those deeper things that we're holding on to, then and only then is the canvas clear enough for us to be able to see, open our eyes in different ways to see a more grand expression of our soul's calling and what we're here to do. So we're surrendering the story, the ego, the, um, the way of looking at things that may or may not still be serving. Not didn't It served at a point in time. 
And then there comes a time where we outgrow it and it's time to move on. If you're on a seeking healing journey, especially if you're gifted and sensitive and talented and you have a lot going on, especially then, you're going to outgrow things faster. And as you outgrow understandings and ideas, it's important to be open so that the next thing can be shown to you or you can become aware of it. And we do this by looking for the good, the capital G good. That means looking for the thread of higher consciousness, the thread of compassion, kindness, love, joy, peace. Where are those threads? Even in the darkest of times, there's those threads. And you can hear it from people who have survived horrific things that even in the middle of it, there was that thread of hope. There was that thread of joy or love or peace. So we surrender so we can look for that capital G, good, which is the spiritual principle, which lets us see that there is a way through the flames. There's a way through the darkness. There's a way through the, the horrific thing or the grief, whatever it is. There's a way through it in order to allow something that's more magnificent to come up and work through us, emerge through us into the world, which brings us into a deeper alignment with what our calling, our heart's desire is. It strengthens us. To the extent we think that we can go back, we're holding ourselves back. We're stopping our natural evolution, our natural interpersonal evolution to move forward and grow into something more magnificent every day. Every time we tell ourselves the lie that we can go back because we cannot go back. We can't go back. Like I went to my high school reunion a while back, you know, and, and, um, and a lot of the people there who I remember from high school in a certain way that we all remember each other and, and, um, but we can't go back. We can honor what we learned then. We can um, be gracious and grateful and happy for what we have done with our lives and how we have followed our calling. That's true. But we can't go live there. We can't energetically or otherwise back up the clock and go live then. We can't go back to 1980. We can't go back to 2000. We can't go back to 2020. Can't go back to 1957. Can't do it. We can appreciate and honor the lessons and the energy of those times, difficult and amazing, but we can't go back. So we we want to develop trust in the process of the universe, right? Trust in the world. Trust that things work out for the highest good of all concerned as long as we're focused on the highest good, right? Like, how does that even work? And there's so many different um, variations and people and motives and undisclosed intentions and things like that. So it's very uneasy sometimes, and it's extremely challenging. There are days I'm really great at the surrender trust thing and have my faith and do what I need to do and have my guts. And there's other days I feel very weak and very um, not surrendered. And I remember my first spiritual mentor, he said, to live this way of life, meaning growing our consciousness. It's not for wimps. I didn't know what he meant then. I have a much better understanding today, many, many years later. 
So you get to make the decision. When we hold on and try to go back, we become angry and irritable. We become delusional about what's real and what isn't. We harm ourselves by lowering our immune system and creating cardiovascular and digestive events. And we make ourselves very difficult to be around, even in our own skin. You can choose that because you have free will. You can also say, all right, brain, I know brain, I know intellect, you want to go back, but we can't go back. So I take that off the table. Now, what are we going to do? Why don't we have a little bit of trust and a little bit of surrender and a little bit of understanding and knowing this, that even though it might be uneasy and it might be challenging and things don't seem to be working out, that things will strengthen us and help us move toward our highest good. Because sometimes other people try to impose things on us and we have to learn how to surrender to who we are. You can surrender to who you are and stand in that, even in the face of other people trying to impose things upon you that are not right, that you know are great injustices. It's happened all through human history for centuries and centuries and centuries. The things happening on planet Earth today about the people trying to control others and imposing their their rule and authority and all of those things, that's not new. It's been going on since humans were humans. But what also has been going on since humans have been humans is our ability to surrender in who we are and look for those higher principles, those capital G good principles of love and kindness, gratitude, patience, those things. So you and I, have a choice that we make over and over all day. Am I going to choose to continue to expand and move forward and strengthen my inner knowingness of who I am in the face of adversity, in the face of greatness? Or am I going to believe the delusion that I can go back and have to struggle until I figure out that's probably not the path? Some people do. And they struggle for a long time. Some people, I believe, in their effort to go back, actually destroy their lives. But we have free will. We can do whatever we'd like. But we are not outside the law of natural consequences. So as gifted people, as talented people, as intensely sensitive and spiritually sensitive people, it's important that we learn that there's lots of kinds of surrender and that trust has multiple levels to it and kinds of trust. That's why I define it as consistency over time. So if you're always 10 minutes late, I will just trust that you'll be 10 minutes late. I don't have to get all upset that I can't trust you'll be on time because you've taught me over time that you're always 10 minutes late. So I get to choose my experience. You choose your experience. Remember that when you learn how to surrender into who you really are on a deep level. That means making friends with your physical body, with your emotions, with your spiritual self, with all levels of you. It means living in a place of quiet confidence and calm assurance that as you go deeper and deeper within, that part of you that keeps showing up is a stronger, more fortified part of you, moving you forward 
and forward means to a greater expression of your soul's calling or your heart's desire or being able to pull off the cool vision you have. That's what it means. So remember, friends, there's no going back. I've had many people recently in my life say they're going back. And every one of them have called me shortly after going back or trying to go back, basically telling me that didn't work. And then we got to pick up um, where we left off. I've even had a couple clients who, you know, thought they were all done with their work because we were never done, right? But they were done with that level and then they go do something to go back. Okay, I did all my homework. I worked with you for, you know, a month or, or six months or a year or whatever, and now I'm all ready. I can go back to how I was. No, you cannot go back to how you were. That's how comes there's so much recidivism in jail, right? People get out, they get on probation, they get off probation and they back, they're back in because in their mind, they can go back to how they were before all of that legal stuff happened. No, it's not how it works. You cannot go back. So practice trust, practice surrender, look for the higher spiritual principle thread through all that's happening, all the things, no matter what they look like intellectually, look for the thread. It's there. It might be tiny. It's always there. So hi, friends. I hope, friends, that this episode has served you. As always, you can contact me um, to connect. Or if you have any questions or any topics that you would like me to speak to, I'm happy to do that. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, remember to put your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star and you're here on purpose with a mighty purpose. So go out there and let your light shine. Remember, when you trust and surrender, you strengthen and fortify your essence. Be well. Are you tired of searching for someone to understand you? Join our Facebook group, Someone Gets Me. In this group, you will be able to connect with others who are intense, sensitive, smart, and talented. I share my insights and teachings, and you can connect with others in a real, authentic, safe forum. So join us today. Someone Gets Me.